ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I am Court Winsett, and today, unfortunately, Katie Pickler is not with us because her voice is gone. Uh, with me is Cameron Spann. Hello, you're doing beautifully, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Thank you. And Nicole Ellis. What's up? Hello, Nicole. Hello. So, we're just like the, the Postal Service. Rain, sleet, or snow, we've got to put out some content every single Thursday at noon. See, I'm falling back into my old habits. <laughs> just <doesn't>... <laughs> because Katie can't talk, we're just going to give you a, a short little recap of our week. First and foremost, Cameron and I just got back from a, a really, really thrilling time in New York where we went to the event sponsored by ThinkAdvisor, the Luminaries. The Luminaries, ThinkAdvisor Luminaries. Mm-hmm. And I dare say we had a magical time in New York. It was magical. It was definitely magical. I've never been during the holiday season, have you? Um, I have, but I've never been there specifically during the time period when the tree at Rockefeller Center is lit. And we were there while the tree was being lit. And that is uh, that is an experience that I had never had before. But we do have some footage, right? Yes. I feel like I trampled over your script here. We kind of got two different things going. We've got the Rockefeller Christmas in New York. But the reason we were there was, like you said, mm-hmm. the luminaries. And yes, it was in Gotham Hall. We mm-hmm. didn't see Batman, though. But it was a really beautiful venue, full of advisors, everybody in the financial industry. And uh, we have some audio, some very chaotic audio of the three of us kind of talking before the awards. Live at Gotham Hotel. We haven't seen Batman. We haven't seen the Joker. We may have seen a Catwoman, but I'm not sure. Cam's here. Court's here. We are at Think Advisors, the Luminaries. What's wrong with your voice, Katie? Too much screaming. This is super exciting. We're just looking for the superheroes. I want to point out two things. First of all, I have not seen any superheroes. And second of all, it's a shame because the place that we are in looks like the freaking Hall of Justice from the Justice League. I'm just telling you this place is crazy ridiculous. And also, I know what I'm doing. I feel like this is also the place where, like, Mr. Freeze busts up in here and, like, Poison Ivy shows up. Totally. But in all seriousness, like, we're really pumped to be nominated for this. We don't know what the outcome will be. We'll find out by the time this episode airs. But we wanted to give a little, like, uh, a little Bob's your uncle. A little Bob's your uncle, a little ambiance. Well, anyways, we're going to sign off. This is Cam. Katie. And I'm always Court. The reason that we were at these awards is because um, David Pickler was nominated for an award. Community Investment. And that's the second year in a row he's been nominated for a luminary. Okay. And then um, also Pickler Wealth Advisors slash Bullcast was was also nominated for an award for thought leadership. And, go team. Uh, yeah. Look so at Bullcast. We got to actually go to this event and uh, experience that. That was a little clip from that event, obviously. And uh, we had fun there that night. And then uh, we got to experience some more time in New York. And again, like I said, part of what happened while we were there, totally unplanned by us, was the lighting of the tree. And uh, New York, right, we can all agree, the greatest city in the world, right? Yes. Okay. So um, The Schuyler sisters had it right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. One of the things about New York is, in my opinion, one of the most magical times in New York is during the Christmas season. Sure. And, uh, you know, obviously it gets a lot of airtime during the Christmas season because of 
Rockefeller Center and the the tree that is placed in the plaza uh, outside Rockefeller Center. And that was actually, the tree was lit while we were there. That was an experience that I had never actually had before. I've never seen so many people in my life. Uh, it was a lot of people. We had reservations at a restaurant the night of the lighting and uh, Abby, my wife, came with me and we were kind of all in different areas. We were all going to meet at the restaurant. So Abby and I walked it and just trying to get through all of the road closures and people was insane. I felt like I was in Tokyo. There were barriers. There were police everywhere. It was hectic. It was crazy. Wouldn't trade it for anything. Oh, no. It was an experience. Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Can I just say, while I was not in New York, I was here in Memphis. (laughs) And after the tree lighting, there was a special called Christmas at Graceland on NBC. And it was incredible. Riley Keough put it on, you know, Elvis's granddaughter. And this is the first event they've had since she has taken over the estate. And they did some wonderful covers. Like Lana Del Rey was there, Casey Musgraves, Post Post Malone. Malone. He did a good job. He jumped in the pool afterwards. Whoa. Wow. Is that allowed? Who knows? We'll see if it is now. Just Uh, want to give a little shout out to Memphis for putting on. It was a really good event and you should go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. Very cool. cool. Back to New York, though, because this is not a podcast about Memphis. This is a podcast about technically it's a podcast about finances. But since we don't have our fearless leader here, we're just going to talk about New York. And because we're talking about New York, because we're talking about give, giving you a little history of the the Rockefeller Christmas tree, we thought it would be fun to do our list. We're going to do a list this year that is our top 10 Christmas movies, but we thought it would be fun to kick off the top 10 Christmas movies with a movie based in New York. Cam, you want to kick that list off? I would love to. All of my favorite Christmas movies, well... Most of them are in this list, which I think is interesting. Number one is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. And I think Home Alone 2 and Home Alone 1 are almost equal, in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, the first is great. It kind of kicks things off. But the second one is right up there with it. And the fact that it's in New York, uh, you got the pigeon lady, you got a cameo by Donald Trump. I mean, it's just, it's great. I feel like probably most of our listeners have seen that movie. It's a classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you used to pretend you were Kevin as a kid and Uh, set up traps? Yes. Okay. And I used to have the talk boy that he had that changed your voice voice. Um, I will say it's absolutely a bananas kind of a screenplay, I guess, for the whole series, the fact that they would leave their child so many times in a row. Mm-hmm. Most parents would be paranoid and double check that that child is with them. But whatever. It makes they for a great movie. so many kids, you know. Yeah. And plus, as many people have pointed out, pretty sure the dad was up to some sketchy business. Some kind because, of drug ring. Yeah. Listen, that guy... He was he was making bank to be able to support that family in that house in Chicago. That was crazy. Uh, what's the next one on the list? Next on the list, I think I'm the only person in this room who likes the movie Elf. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddy travels to New York to meet his father because he was taken away into the North Pole when he was a baby, and chaos happens. And I think it's funny. I think it's because I remember going to see it as a kid in the movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And it's a polarizing movie for a lot of people. My wife loves it. I do not like yeah. it. You see, the thing is, it's just, it's Will Ferrell. I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan. I mean, I'm not saying that I dislike him, but I just don't think his particular brand of comedy is my... Cup of you, tea. Cup of tea, exactly. Um, okay, next on the list is actually one of the greatest movies ever, uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Now, I'm talking about the original, uh, but I also like the remake. Uh, the original was in 1947. I can't remember exactly when the remake was, but I love both of them. Wasn't I'm, Matilda in the new, yeah. new yes, one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The girl that played Matilda was in the remake. And I love both of them. Elizabeth Perkins was also in the mm-hmm. remake. But obviously, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. It, it's a great movie. If you, if you haven't seen it, why? 
is, I guess, my question. I've never seen it, so you're Why? asking me. I was I, about to say, I, it was a classic, but I've never seen it have either. You, neither of you have no. ever seen either version? I know it's crazy because I've heard that is that's a classic insane. Christmas movie. Yeah, 100%. Too, okay. bad, too bad it's not Miracle on 37th Street because that's where our fabulous hotel was this past week. <laughs> well, next that. on the list is Scrooged. 1988, the year I was born, that would be Bill Murray. I'm sorry, I'll take over here. This I love this movie. This is a absolute classic. Obviously, it's a it's a twist on Charles Dickens' Christmas, C- Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah, and it's hilarious. It is better upon rewatching 30 times later than it was the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I thought it was going to be brilliant and hilarious, and I kind of came out sort of, you know, it was kind of, eh. But every time I watch it, it gets funnier and funnier. Like a nice wine. Number five. <laughs> Um, I have never seen this movie. Okay. It's called The Family Stone. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. SJP in this movie? Indeed. Okay. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> Should have given you this one. Go, We're Cameron. like all taking each other's. <laughs> it's about a large family, so I relate to that. I'm, I come from a large family, mm-hmm. and it's just the different siblings. You've got uh, the oldest boy is dating Sarah Jessica Parker, and he brings her to his family home in Connecticut for the holidays. So the whole family gets together, and then there's this girlfriend, Sarah Jessica Parker, and she's not hitting it off with them. She kind of makes all the mistakes, but it's also a really heartwarming movie and actually really freaking sad if Mm -hmm. you think about it. But I just love it. It's got great high notes, great low notes, wonderful film. You should see it. I don't want to give it away. I'm kind of being vague Vague. and cagey right now, but... I don't want to give it away. Is it sad? Yeah. I can't handle sad right now. And uh, Luke Wilson's in it. You've got uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Great cast. Who's the mom? Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton, yep. Yeah. It's either ever going to be her or Sally Field in these movies. Always. (laughs) All right, Court, you're next. All right, the next one on the list is Serendipity. Do either of y'all remember this movie? I do. It's got Kate Beckinsale in it, right? Yes, it does. It does. Did y'all go to Serendipity in New York? Um, No. No. No, well. but it's got John Cusack and, and uh, Kate Beckinsale, and uh, it is, uh, I loved it. It's one of those movies that I loved when I actually saw it in the theater. I loved it the first time I saw it, and I don't know if it's held up or not, but it was it was good. Next, Cameron? Next would be The Holiday. Man, we are all screwed I up here, aren't we? I love this movie. is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's one of those movies that has a lot of characters that kind of come together in the end into one storyline. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. There are those movies out there that are like that. And so you've got these four people, they end up like becoming couples. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But two of the four are siblings. They do not become a couple, but they... Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, (laughs) Jack Black, and Kate Winslet are the main actors in this movie. It's helpful for me to say this. The reason it's called The Holiday is because that's what you call vacation in England. Mm -hmm. Kate Winslet's character and Jude Law's character are from England. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you've got two people, who Cameron Diaz and Jack Black, who live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And they kind of swap homes, two of the people do. Mm-hmm. The women. The women do. The women swap, and then they fall in love with the Well, women. I mean, you know, yeah. watch the movie, Magic guys. Happens. Do you watch think I movie. can travel to England this winter and fall in love with Jude Law? 100%. I'm obsessed with the little cottage she stays in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah that's and Jude Law. So picturesque. <sighs> ridiculous. Mr. He's so dreamy. Okay. Next. Next on the list is Die Hard. Yes. This is Christmas controversial. Movie. Is it Christmas? Uh, I say I mean, it is. You know, it, it takes place during the Christmas season, so obviously right there it's got a definite Christmas feel to it, but um, obviously people are split about whether or not it is a Christmas movie. I have never specifically sought out and watched Die Hard at Christmas time. And I feel like to be a Christmas movie, it has to be a movie that you want to watch at Christmas. And I've never I've never really felt inclined to watch this 
specifically at Christmas. So I, I'm kind of in the, no, it's not a Christmas movie camp, but I, I'm also not willing to really uh, fight about it. So, okay, that's exactly where I am. You know, people are like, it's Christmas, it's not, and I just don't care enough. Yeah. I've seen it, it's a good movie. I don't think... I would consider it a Christmas movie. I don't really care either, to be honest. <laughs> We're all just... I'm just so, blasé about it. Okay, so next movie on the list is actually, when people ask me what my favorite Christmas movie is, I never really know how to respond to the question. But then 10, 15 minutes later, I always remember that one of my favorite Christmas movies is Love Actually. And again, you're talking about a story where you've got multiple different stories going on at the same time and everything sort of comes together in the end. I love this movie. There are people that hate this movie, but I think it is undeniably a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of my, it, well, not one of my favorites. It is my favorite Christmas movie for sure, 100%. I'm going to stand outside your office with signs and just write the funniest things on them and just... Funnily enough, you, that, is, <laughs> that is one of the elements of the movie that people dis like yeah. the most when people talk about hating the movie if they're the people out there that don't like the movie one of the things that they talk about is that stalker scene uh with andrew lincoln so but listen i thought the whole thing was i, I loved it all so I'm, I'm i'm great with that and finally number 10 wrap it up nicole a christmas carol with scrooge and tiny tim mm -hmm. classic christmas I, I like the muppets one yeah i <laughs> it used is to it, then. I used to go see A Christmas Carol at Theater of Memphis every year on a field trip, so I've kind of like worn myself out on it, but it's good. It's a classic story. Um, I will say, there's the list. Good job. <laughs> I thought you were going to continue on Christmas Carol. Like, oh, we're done. We're done. Again, ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about today is the Rockefeller Plaza Christmas tree. When did the Rockefeller Plaza Christmas tree actually become a thing? It's actually been around for a while, almost a century. Uh, back in 1933 was the first time that a tree was erected in Nakatomi, uh, in uh, <laughs> Rockefeller Plaza. Um, that was obviously back in the 30s during the Depression. Hey, guys, financial podcast. We just brought in the Depression. There you go. The world's like, things aren't going well. Let's put up a tree. <laughs> exactly. The construction workers that the, that were around there at the time were like, we need a little happiness in our lives. So they erected a very small sort of tree. And after that, apparently, it became a tradition that has lasted till today. In fact, in the years that followed, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree grew in size and stature. I think that's interesting because it is a massive tree. It is. So huge. it hasn't always been that big. Right. Very interesting. Uh, becoming a beloved symbol of the holiday season, the tree is now chosen by a team of experts who carefully select it for its height, shape, and overall beauty. Is it cut in upstate New York or does it come from a neighboring state? I'm not sure if they have a specific state where they where it has to be cut from. For instance, the tree this year in 2023 was a an 80-foot Norway spruce that was uh, brought from a family farm in Queensbury, New York. But I'm not sure if it's always from New York or if they go outside the state or not. I don't know. I've never asked. I feel like it is. Mm. I feel like I've seen pictures of it going down the highway. Okay. I, I, don't I, hold I, me on that, though. Yeah. I mean, it definitely always travels. Uh, that's sort of a, a... You mean it doesn't just magically end up, up here? here in the Rockefeller Plaza. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's actually estimated to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, which I could have told you that. I mean, look at all the lights yeah. on the tree. I mean, there's 50,000 LED lights on it. Yeah. Can you imagine? Listen to this. One of the things that's interesting is we were actually in New York in November last year on business, and, uh, and, and we were there at the time. The tree had not yet been lit. It was being erected, and they build 
scaffolding around this mother. I mean, it is a project to get this thing erected, get all the lights put on it, get everything. I mean, it is it is a major undertaking to get this thing done. So it's a pretty impressive undertaking. The tree is watered, fertilized, and inspected daily to ensure that it just remains as pretty as can be. That's interesting. I wonder whose job that is. Maybe like Parks and Rec or something? Yeah, probably. Water the tree. New York Parks and Rec. Yeah. Seems, just, seems, seems like something they would do. And think about all the tourism it brought in. Like you guys were there for an award show. The so. sheer amount of people there. Yeah. I yeah. mean. One of the comments that I made the night that the tree was being lit was I got the distinct impression that New York people, people that live in New York, really were not giant fans of the tree because especially on the night that it is lit, it obviously shuts stuff down. I mean, like there, there, there were roads that were closed. There were cops everywhere. They, you know, they want to make sure that there's nobody does anything bad. Obviously Uh, there's a huge event at the tree lighting. There's a concert, people seeing Barry Manilow was there. I think Kelly Clarkson may have hosted hosted the event. So, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. And there's a lot that goes into obviously that entire night, but it is a big inconvenience for New Yorkers, but it's also a huge revenue generator for the city. I mean, it brings in a ton of tourists. Yeah, it says it generates billions each year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't have any hard facts on that, but it seems like... We're going to say it, Doug. Yeah, absolutely. Say it authoritatively. Cameron, say it. Billion. Billion. Billions. billions. <laughs> okay, so uh, the presence of the Christmas tree transforms Rockefeller Plaza into a winter wonderland. Cameron, you can attest to that, right? I it, mean, it, it is magical. Yes. New York in general, you've got the Macy's windows, which I got to see. Then you've got the Saks Fifth Avenue windows, mm-hmm. which were insane. Mm-hmm. It almost puts the Macy's windows to shame. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the tree and all the lights everywhere. It's yeah. just like, whoa. And it snowed when we were there. It snowed that day. Aww. Yes, yes. Did it, y'all go figure skating? No, I hate ice skating. The skating rink at Rockefeller Plaza, there are bigger rinks in different parks in the city. But I think it is kind of an iconic skating rink. Sure. I mean, you've seen it on multiple TV shows what, and Was movies. it Hawkeye when they had that massive fight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was so cool. Um, so, you know, there are, everybody, I think probably most people are very familiar with Rockefeller Plaza, with the tree, with the skating rink, with that giant golden statue that's in front of the... The Rockefeller statue. If we're to believe the statistics that Google has given us, it draws like 6 million visitors per year just coming to see the tree. That's crazy. That's crazy numbers. So obviously there's an impact on businesses. Obviously... Uh, probably businesses around Rockefeller Plaza this time of year see an increase. People may argue that a place like, for instance, FAO Schwartz is going to have people come and go to FAO Schwartz whether or not the tree is there. But, I mean, when you are looking at the tree and then you can turn around and see... Saks Fifth Avenue. When you can look at the tree and then turn around and look at Saks Fifth Avenue right there. I mean, you know, I'm not a guy that's going to walk into Saks Fifth Avenue if I'm in New York. The only time I've ever walked into Saks is at Christmas time. So, I mean, I think there's got to be some uptick that's just brought because people are like, yeah, it's Christmas, you know, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's an amazing viewing point, like you were saying, because I wasn't super familiar with the area, but Mm. it's not really a tunnel or an alley, but almost like a runway from Rockefeller where that statue in the tree is Mm -hmm. all the way to Saks. And you've got buildings on both sides. So it's just like perfect viewpoint from one to the other. So it's a major, major tourist attraction. Have you ever been there and seen the tree? Nicole, I know you love New York. It's the greatest city in the world. I think we've 
told you all that. Yes. But I've have you only, ever seen the tree? I have not seen the tree. I've visited twice in my life, and I think I've been in March and in May. So mm. I've only been in the summer or the spring. I love New York in the winter. It's cold. I mean, yeah. it's, it is cold, but I love being on the streets of New York and feeling cold. I don't know. There's something There's something that's really cool about it. So you guys saw the tree. You did the awards. Tell me about the couple of shows you saw, because that's also a big tourist attraction in New York. Uh, we saw all the shows. We saw all the shows. Listen, we're going to have a whole episode probably dedicated to a very special show that we saw uh, but we definitely want to hold off on talking about that until Katie can actually use her voice and talk yeah. with us. A special so, show that David has something to do with. Yeah. We're going to keep it real vague there. We'll dedicate a show to that. But uh, you did see Sweeney. Yes. We Sweeney did Todd. See, we saw yes. Sweeney Todd. The girls and David saw Back to the Future when mm -hmm. we were at the award show. And then we saw the Rockettes. So anyway, uh, this was just a, a quick little bit because... Like I said, we wanted to tell you all about the experience, but we also needed to just have something. And unfortunately, our fearless leader is unable to talk. She's glaring at me right now. She wishes she could speak, but I simply will not let her. And I think this is a great way to kick off the holiday season, talking about New York and the tree. 100%. Oh, there's the closing bell, ladies and gentlemen. You've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Katie, our fearless leader who cannot speak today, Cameron, our fearless producer, me, Court, or Nicole, please feel free to go to our website. That is bullcastpodcast.com. Y'all are both fearless, by the way. Um, I mean, you didn't give a, yourself that moniker, it but can't be you're fearless. Is that a Taylor Swift reference I'm hearing? Yeah, <laughs> always a Taylor Swift reference for Nicole. If you'd like to drop a comment or suggest a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, feel free to do that on the site. We also have an Instagram handle that's at Bullcast Podcast and an X handle that's at Bullcast Podcast as well. We have a Facebook page that's Bullcast The Podcast. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, we work at a place called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you would like to find out more about what we do, find out about the amazing team that we work with, or find out about our boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, we have given you so much to be going on with. So... For now, I think we're done, and I'm Court. I'm Cam. And I'm Nicole. I almost said I'm Katie, by the way. <laughs> you are Katie. Sorry, Katie. And we're done.